Today on Rooted Daily, we're listening to the song of the Exodus, the song sung after God parted the Red Sea and delivered his people. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and after God parts the Red Sea, and makes a dry path so that the Israelites could cross over to the other side. And Pharaoh and his army foolishly choose to chase after them, only to be swept away when God allows the waters to return. Immediately after this, what do God's people do? They sing. It is the first recorded song in the Bible, a song of celebration. It is a song of praise to the God who delivered Israel from the Egyptian army. And it's the beginning of a long history of singing that will continue all the way through eternity, even, even into the throne room of God, we will be singing because God gives us something to sing about. In his book, Psalms of the Heart, George Sweeting tells uh, of two missionaries who began working with the coal Indians uh, of Southern Mexico in the 50s. And they stayed there about uh, 25 years, got the Bible translated into their language, a uh, church was planted there. But one thing that was interesting was that when the, uh, the missionaries came, the Cole Indians didn't know how to sing, or at least it, it wasn't uh, popular among them. It was rare in their culture. But after the gospel arrived, suddenly their neighbors began to know them as the singers. And Sweeting wrote, they love to sing now because they have something to sing about. Do you have something to sing about? You know, here in Exodus 15, God's people have something to sing about. They have just been miraculously delivered from their bondage in Egypt, and they watched their enemies perish at the hands of God. And now they take the time to sing a song of celebration to the Lord here on the banks of the Red Sea. First, they sing because God is victorious. Look there in Exodus 15 verses 1 through 10. God just eliminated their enemies right in front of their eyes. And so we see in verse 1, Moses, the children of Israel, all come together and they sing a song to the Lord. And they start out, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. You know, don't miss that. They're not just singing a song to memorialize what just happened. No, their song is being sung to the Lord himself. And so their audience is God, not one another, not the nations around them. No, this is authentic communication. God has shown them that their salvation is real and his power and his presence were with them and they are his people. And so first, in verse 1, they give God the glory for the victory. They say, God has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider, he has thrown into the sea. You know, just on the other side of the Red Sea, we saw the Israelites were afraid because they saw Pharaoh and his army coming and they were trapped. No way out. And now they can look back. They can look at that event and they can see why God allowed that to happen so that he could miraculously make a way for them to escape from their enemies. And in verse two, we see that because God is their strength, he's also their song. That's why they're singing now. They're overwhelmed 
by God's strength and his goodness. They have something to sing about because of God. Now their salvation, it isn't abstract. It's not a, a promise just given to their ancestors a long time ago. It's personal now. God or Moses teaches them to sing because God has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him, my father's God. You know, they could have looked back and thought God showed himself to our fathers. He showed himself to the patriarchs and, and spoke with them directly. He was their salvation. He was their God. And they praised him for that. That means he is now the people's salvation. Our people's God, our people will praise him. And yes, it's true that God was the God of their fathers still and of their people. But here they're saying he's even more than that. It's more personal than that. Individually, he is my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him. And then in verses three through 10, they describe God's victory over the Egyptians. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. He has chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sink to the bottom like a stone. You know, he listened to that. Did you hear what God says there? God is described as a man of war. It's not a popular picture of him because more often God's described as a God of love, which is true, but God is also just as much as he is a God of love, a, a God of war. Neither of those descriptions contradict one another. One isn't greater than the other. All of God's enemies are at war with him, but they don't stand a chance because our God is a man of war, a warrior. The, the difference between a man of war here on earth and God himself as man of war is that God's all powerful. No one can stand against him. No one can defeat him and no one can even slow him down. Don't put God in a box. When we think of him only as an all loving, gentle, merciful friend, he is all of those things. But then when we see all the brokenness and chaos in this world, we can get scared. We have to know that God has power, that he has control, even powers of, uh, of evil and forces of darkness in our world cower in his presence. Jesus told his disciples in Luke 10, 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You know, Satan's powerful, but he has no power against God Almighty. As Christians, we can sing. We can sing a song of celebration because God always has the victory over Satan. Then Jesus won the victory for us over Satan at the cross, defeating his power over us. And we're told in Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that though through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Then in Romans 16, 20, uh, the apostle Paul says, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. So the message there is Satan, he's still going about. Scripture says he's roaring like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And as Christians, we are in a battle. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13 tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against 
principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So Satan can fight, but Christians can live in Christ's victory. And for that, we can sing. That's how Moses led his people on the banks of the Red Sea. Sing because God is victorious. So that, that's the first 10 verses of this song. Then you move on to verses 11 through 16. Moses starts to shift from the victory over the Egyptians to God's concern for his people. They sing this song of celebration because they know now God cares for them. Their personal God cares for them. In verse 11, they start by pointing out that none of the world's false gods are anything like the one true God. And remember, Egypt worshipped a lot of false deities, and through each of the plagues, God showed that those gods were nothing. They, they couldn't protect them. God was far superior to any of them, and he proved it over and over again. In the next part of verse 11, the Israelites point out that God was glorious in holiness, exalted in the majesty of holiness. And when the Gentile nations looked at Israel, they would look in awe because of the mighty deeds God did for Israel. Through every part of this rescue operation, God is showing the world he cares for these people. These people are his children. In verse 12, he shows he cares for them by uh, stretching forth his right hand and causing the earth to swallow the Egyptians. Literally, as the waters fell down on them, they disappeared into the depths of the sea. And they sh that shows he cares for his people by leading them in his mercy and love, redeeming them, guiding them, upholding them in his strength. In verses 14 through 16, God shows he cares for his people by bringing fear and sorrow to the people of Canaan. That's because he will be giving the land to the Israelites and its inhabitants there in the promised land were trembling. They knew that the same God who sent 10 devastating plagues on Egypt was the same God who parted the Red Sea for the Israelites to cross through. He was the same God who then caused the waters to fall in on the Egyptian army, killing them all. That same God, the, the God of the Israelites was powerful. And the Canaanites knew he was about to display his power against them. You know, imagine an army of Israelites who have no combat experience coming into a land full of warriors and giants. And yet those warriors and giants were afraid, not because of the Israelites themselves, of course, but because of God Almighty who was with them. Forty years later, this is confirmed to the Israelites through Rahab, in Jericho, in uh, Joshua chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, uh, she tells the, the Jewish spies, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. Yet God cared about his people, and the whole world could see it. They could see his love and they could see his power. And so Moses leads the people to sing this. And I think it's important for us to note here that this song, it's being sung before they've encountered any of the people in the promised land. They're singing the song of celebration 
It's in faith, knowing that because God cares for them as his people, that he will make this happen. The, the people in the promised land are going to have fear. They're going to have dread fall on them. And he will be still as a stone, unable to fight against God and his people. You know, that is why Moses led his people to sing because God cares. And we can do the same thing. God cares about us. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. You know, think about what that says. Cast all your care on him. No matter how big or small our burdens are, God tells us, cast them on him because he cares for us. He cares, so say. Now, the last section of the song in Exodus 15, it shifts to talking specifically about how all of this rescue operation shows that God is always going to deliver his people. God has them from Egypt, giving them freedom, and now he's going to bring them into the promised land. And in verse 17 of Exodus 15, it says, you will bring them in and plant them. So they say this, and it's with confidence, knowing even though it hasn't happened yet, God has promised it and God will deliver. And on top of that, in verse 18, they realize that this deliverance is not temporary. They know the Lord shall reign forever and ever. You know, God's kingdom is eternal. In Revelation 15, three through four, we see a multitude gathered together in heaven and God has given them great victory by delivering them. And so they sing a song of celebration, just like Moses is here. And John says, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the lamb saying, great and marvelous are your works, Lord God almighty, just and true are your ways. O King of the saints who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name for you alone are holy for all the nations shall come and worship before you for your judgments have been manifested. You know, what song there in Revelation is John talking about? This right here, right? God rescues his people. That's a song that can be sung as truthfully today as it was on the banks of the Red Sea. God rescues us. And the Israelites are affirming the fact that God will reign forever and ever and his people will be delivered. That's worth singing about. Then in verse 20, we see Miriam start to lead the women and worship it. And she teaches the same song to them too. It was a special and joyous occasion and all of Israel was involved in it. And they keep the focus on God where it belongs. Sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. God is victorious. He cares and he rescues. He delivers. It's a song that every person who belongs to God can sing. In Romans chapter six, we see that we have been delivered from our slavery to sin. Jesus told us in John 8, 36, that whoever the son sets free is free indeed. So if you're a Christian, that means you are delivered. So live your life in his victory. Sing, you are delivered. So live a delivered life for God's glory. So do you have something to sing about? In this first recorded song in all the Bible, Moses showed God's people they can sing because God is victorious, because he cares, and because he rescues his people. And he's still at it, even today. In Christ, we have something to sing about. We have been bought with the price of blood. 
We have been delivered from darkness and sin by God's mighty hand. We have an eternal hope beyond the grave. We are given the gift of opportunity to repent and receive forgiveness of our sins and deliverance from the yoke of darkness and judgment. God has given us a song to sing, a life to lead before him, an eternal home to enjoy together with him. And because of that, we can sing. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.